Y'all, today I have an amazing guest. We have one of our students from Serve Sales Store that is sharing her story, how she went from a $4,000 a month to life happening, family stuff hit the fan, and that drove her to have her first $10,000 a month. Let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Service Y'all Soar family. Oh my goodness. Am I so excited, y'all? Because today we have one of our members inside of Service Scale Soar, Megan, joining me on the podcast to tell us about her story into entrepreneurship, into this crazy service provider world, and what big things have been happening and really how she made a massive jump in a 30-day period. So Megan, please introduce yourself to my audience. Who are you as a person and what is your business? Hey, Brandy. Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. So I am Megan and I live with my family in Greenville, South Carolina. Super amazing because it's nice and warm now. Love it. I am married to my college sweetheart. Crazy fact, we dated for eight years (laughs) and then got married. Now we have three beautiful children. We have a boy, Carter, that is six, and then Callie, that is four, and Camille, that is about to turn three in a couple weeks. So life is crazy, but we love it. Yeah, it's a great time. It's a beautiful city and have a wonderful family. So I am the owner of 2M Social and a fun tidbit about that is the M is for Megan and Matt. So the 2M, Megan and Matt. We created that name back when we had a transition and we were moving and my husband didn't have a job. We moved to take care of his mom. And so we named our business 2M Social and then it ended up that within like six weeks, he got the super random job offer. That was incredible. So he took the job and left me as 1M, but I kept the name. And I started my business in 2017, just as a virtual assistant. Literally what happened was I had done, you know, I'd sold Norwex and 31. I'd done these things. I'm great. Oh, I did Cutco. I forgot. I did Cutco back in college. Made a lot of money doing that. I'm good at sales. And so I just kind of gotten tired of that world though. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And I had someone post on their Facebook page that said, are you a mom that wants to work from home, but you don't want to sell anything? And I was like, literally, I just said that last night. And so I hopped on this webinar and it was about being a virtual assistant. And by the end of that first webinar that I'd ever been on in my entire life. I had my first client and things just started rolling from there. Kind of did a little bit of everything because I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't even know what a virtual assistant was an hour before. So that's kind of the start of my business. I love that. And how long ago was that, that you started the virtual assistant? It was 2017. So what is that? Four years ago, four and a half years ago. Okay. So I love when we have these stories because Four and a half years, you're in a different place now than you were when you started your business. So tell us some of the highs and the lows of the last four years and what your journey has looked like. Yeah. So I loved being a virtual assistant. Um, It was exactly what I needed at the time. I had 
a little baby. Um, I guess she was, well, she was one, she wasn't that little, but then I got pregnant. So it was a super wonderful thing. Like I was just working, you know, four to six hours a week during nap time, making 15 to $20 an hour. And I thought I was big stuff. And I was then, but then I had a client say, Hey, I really want you to help me with my Facebook page. And so she paid for me to take Rachel Miller's Moolah course, which is organic Facebook strategy. So I dove into that, loved it. And I helped that client grow her page pretty significantly. And, you know, I remember her saying one day, Hey, one day you're going to be too big for me and I won't be able to afford you. And I was like, yeah, okay. That makes no sense to me at all. But eventually I separated from that client and the other virtual assistant clients. And I just was like, you know what? Like, I love Facebook and not many people can say that. So I'm going to go off on my own and just do Facebook strategy. So that was hard and scary. A lot of imposter syndrome set in then. Like I was like, who in the world is going to pay me to run their Facebook? Like that sounds crazy. But then they did. And I had clients start rolling in and I was still charging pretty low, like $600 a month. And then it wasn't long after that, that I found you, Brandy, Gretchen Wheeler introduced me to you and I got on your webinar and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. Because right at that time when I found you, we had moved to take care of my mother-in-law and my husband, like we just kind of stepped out in faith and my husband didn't have a job. And so we're like, we're going to bring him on to work with me. And I was really curious of how to get to $10,000 months. And I think that was July, two years ago. So I started implementing your stuff and I grew pretty quickly, like charging clients $600 to charging like $1,200 was just in a couple months. So I went from making like six dollars to $800 a month to making like three to 4000 And then my husband randomly got another job. So he kind of went on and did his own thing. So I still maintain my business as a, I wouldn't say it was a side hustle because it wasn't, I was doing more than my kids are napping, but it wasn't a full time. I'm getting up and working from nine to five. Like it was, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there, but I was making decent money. Yeah. Okay. So there's a few things I want to unpack here. And I think the first one is you were defining your own success back when you were making 15, $20 an hour, you said like, you thought you were big time then. And that was your definition of success. And I think there's a lot of power in that, that sometimes I want to ask you at what point did that stop being enough for you? Like, why was that? Like, you were like, I thought I was big time. Well, at what point did that not feel like big time anymore? I would say that's a good question. Cause I think every step of the process, every growing step, I've been like, oh my gosh, like I'm big stuff. Like this is a big deal. And I'm definitely a go-getter. You know, like if I see something that I want, like I go out and achieve it. So I feel like I've never really been held back by things. I think what really happened for me was that I started working with a client. I was doing her social media and she was working with women who and entrepreneurs that were bringing in like $200,000 a month. And I was like, what in the world? That is insane. Like, I cannot fathom that, you know, like here I was still making like $800 a month. Like, how can that be a thing? But it really was doing some like money mindset that I was like, this is big time now, 
But if I just break down these kind of money mindset barriers that I was putting on myself, that $15 or $20 an hour was a lot, or even that these small packages were a lot, then I could really go so much farther. So I think that was really it, that I just had to learn to look at money differently. And I've always felt like a big stuff, you know, in every step of the way, but I just keep setting higher and higher goals and pushing through them. But I really think that that shows how you have such this amazing mindset because you made a very powerful statement that says you've always seen yourself as a big shot at every step of the way. And I think if more of us saw ourselves as big stuff at the step that we were at, then we would be able to move faster and without so much like mean girl talk in our head, because you saw that these people were doing such big numbers. And instead of saying like, oh gosh, I'm just like this small little fish in a big old pond. You were like, I'm big stuff right here where I'm at in my pond, they're in their pond. And now how can I get into their pond? And so I love that mindset because too many times we play the comparison game and we're looking side to side and like, oh, like I'm just this little tadpole, but really like you are a big shot where you're at right now. And I love that Mm -hmm. mindset, Megan. So you talked about having like working on money mindset. What were some of the resources you use? Cause I know my audience is always asking like what, what resources I use for this. Yeah. So really, I know she's been on here before Laura, Wright. Um, She's so good around money and just like saying your numbers. And I feel like I just learned a lot from her, um, just kind of sitting in her world. And I don't know, just, just knowing that like, to some degree, like money's just money, right? Like we can let it have a lot of power or we can say like, oh, that's just the thing I'm going to get to. And so I listened to her a lot. And then I guess it was from her and then other people, but really just saying your numbers out loud. Like I increased my prices recently and I had to be like, okay, like this is how much this package is. Like just saying it over and over and over because it sounds ludicrous to that girl four years ago, right? But to me today, because I've come so far and I've just allowed my brain to kind of open up space for that, it's been a game changer. Yeah, I 100%. One, will link up to Laura's episode so everyone can listen to that. But then two, I totally think that saying your numbers out loud, there's so much power in that. And I don't think I realized how much power until we started doing the income reports. And so every single month I was like, we're going to hit million. We're going to hit million. Even if it looked far away, you know, just saying that out loud, I think that holds a lot of power and we're telling the universe what we want and the universe will return them. Right. So I love that. Okay. Then you also said that you watched my webinar in July of 2019. You are OG status. Like you're not beta status. You're, but like, those are my real OGs, but you're like right there at OG level with serve scale sore because you know, that was my very first time ever doing a webinar was July, 2019. And you were there. Dang. So that means, so I have a question now, this is a selfish question. And then I want to dive into (laughs) some other ones. So that means you've been in service sales or coming up July will be two years Mm -hmm. and you're still an active member. You're still always participating. So, you know, what has kept you in the membership? Just so everyone knows the average time to spend in a membership for companies is four months. And so now we're going on two years. So what's kept you going in there? I think whenever I think about a membership, and honestly, I've thought of creating my own membership 
I don't even know what it would be. I just like, oh, that's cool. I always look at your membership. I always look at Serve Scale Sort and I'm like, what is it that is so amazing? And I think it's the community. Like, you know, there's so many groups and other things that I've been in and it's just kind of everyone for themselves. You know, everyone is kind of vying for attention and look at me, how can I get noticed? But in your community, it really feels like other people are putting other people first and we're all kind of rising together. And I love that. It's a really encouraging place to be. And if I ever have an issue, like that's who I trust. And if I ever have a client reach out to me, that's like, Hey, I need, you know, a website designer or whatever it might be. I'm like, Oh, I have this great group of people. Like I'm going to go and I'll, you know, put up a job op there because I know that if someone is in your membership and they've gone through your training, then they're legit at what they do. And so I really value the training that you've given us and just the community that you've built. I feel like it's different than anything else I've ever been in. So thank you. Well, thank you for saying that. And thank you for being part of that community because here's the thing, that community, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, I put the community together and I facilitate the community, but y'all are the ones that make the community what it is. So I appreciate each and every single one of you. And what's the saying? The rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. And so that's what just came to my mind when you were talking about that. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay, before you ask this question, I want to do say one thing that kind of ties back into serve scale soar and kind of this mentality that we were talking about. But for the longest time being in serve scale soar, I was comparing myself sideways to people and like, how are they all meeting these goals? How are they doing this or that? And then I really had to kind of look inward and say, you know what? Like we're all on different journeys. Like, you know, there are some people who are working 30, 40, 50 hours a week. And there's some people who are working 10 hours a week and that's okay. And it's beautiful to be in those own spaces. And so once I really let go of that was when I was really able to start meeting my own goals. So I just want to throw that out there for the people who are just joining the group and are like, oh my gosh, but all these other people are making so much more money. I will never be that. Like, that's not true. You get to be what you want to be. Yeah. I love that. And I love that we've really leaned into defining success on your own terms. I've really leaned into like, this is a journey. We're not like everyone's going down their own path. And that's why I love wins Wednesday is because it's so fun to see, like I was talking to someone and they said to think about two years ago when they started posting their wins and to see where their wins are now. And then to even go back and see that original post. When you first come in, we asked like, how will you know when you're successful And to go back and now see that those are all like coming true. It's so insane. And so always having that and reflecting. So if you haven't done that, you should go look at what you said when you first came in. Yes. I guarantee you've hit it. Okay. So now another thing that I want to unpack is you said you saw your business as not really a side hustle, but kind of because you weren't working nine to five. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to challenge you. And you just said like some people are working 30, 40 hours. And then there's some people that are working 10. And I want to challenge you a little bit on this, that like the more you work does not equal the more successful you are. And so for anyone who's listening and you're thinking the same thing that Megan was like, well, I'm not working a nine to five. So it's kind of just like a little side hustle. It's kind of a hobby. I want to challenge y'all on that because if you're making any money in your business, if you are bringing in more money than you are spending per month, you have a business. And so hobbies 
lose money, like expensive to have hobbies. My husband has a boat and I say it's a hobby because it costs like, it's always something else. Like we just got a Yeti cooler, but we had to get the like top of it to match the boat deck like thing. And I'm like, uh, what in the world? <laughs> like, that's a hobby. <laughs> like, yes. That's a hobby. Business that makes money is a business, no matter if that's a hundred dollars or if that's a hundred thousand dollars, that is a business. And so I would love to chat about how much are you working now? Like how many hours a week are you working now? Hmm. I would say between 25 and 35. And it depends on the week. This week, I don't have that much work to do. So I'm going to focus on my own stuff. So yeah, 25 to 35. 25 to 35. Love that. How many hours were you working when you were charging 15 to $20 per hour? In between like six and 10, six to 15, kind of depending on how many clients I had at the time. Okay. So let's say it was 10 and how much money were you making per month? Mm. Probably, I remember like a high month being like $800. Okay. So that means you were working, if you were working 10 hours per week times four, that's 40 hours a month and making, let's just say a thousand bucks. Okay. Yep. So 40 hours equals a thousand dollars. Okay. So now you're working, let's just, you said 20 to 30. So let's just say 25 hours and you just had your highest month and I'll let you tell us what your highest month was. It was $10,663. Okay. So if you're working 25 hours a week, you're working 100 hours a month, and now you're making 10,000. So Mm -hmm. if we did that same math and the harder you work, the more money you make, that means that if you work double what you used to been, that was 80. So that's pretty close to, or let's even say, yep, 80 and you were making less than a thousand, that means that harder work would have only doubled it, which would have been $2,000. But you 10X what you were doing for double the amount of work. So do you see that the more we work does not equal the more money we make? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think valuing what you're doing, right? Yeah charging the money that you're worth. And I think that's a really hard thing, especially when you're new. Like, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, I want to ask for $20 an hour, but I cannot do that. I just cannot ask for 20. So I stayed at 15 for like a year. Yeah. I think that's powerful. So how much do you charge now per client? So I just raised my prices. So I'm charging $14.97 per ad client for a month. And then I just started doing VIP days and charging $19.97 for the day. I love it. Okay. So you know that at a certain point, you can just go to $2,500. Yeah. (laughs) So it only, but I'm totally (laughs) guilty. I totally did this. But until you, like, after you cross the $1,000 mark with services, you can totally just do $1,500, $2,000. Not a big deal. I think it does still make it like more appealing to do the 997 Mm -hmm. um, or 1997 just because of how people view that. So I don't think it's a bad thing. But if you just wanted to streamline it, you could totally. And it kind of makes you more interesting. That's why I always did it because everyone else was charging flat rates. And I was like, 
1997, but there does come a point where it's like, oh my gosh, it's just 2000. It's just 2000. Just say it. Yeah. So, but I love that. Okay. So tell me February, you had a 4,000 and some dollar month, correct? Correct. And we're talking yeah. February, 2021, just because I know that these all roll out at different times. So in right. February, 2021, you had just a little over $4,000 a month and then your life kind of took a turn and some mm-hmm. life events happened. And then the following month in March, you had over a $10,000 month. So let's talk about what happened to your family and with you in February. Yes. Okay. So pretty consistently after I got into your world, Brandy, I went from making, you know, close to a thousand, twelve hundred, and then I increased, but pretty much stayed in that like three to like $7,000 range. And Christmas took time off. So January was rough. It was probably a $2,000 a month. I'd have to go back and look at reports. Then February comes, it's 4,500. And, you know, I'm like, that's not terrible, but I want to be higher. And all of a sudden it was like very end of February. I think it was like the 27th. My husband calls. I was on a call with a client. He starts messaging me and he was like, something big is about to happen at work. I'm like, Okay. So I get off the call with a client. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, they just sold our company. They split it to two different companies. And so we have a meeting in an hour to kind of see where we stand. And he says, surely I'll have a job. And I'm like, you do not have a job. Like they already took the people they were going to take. Uh, you don't have a job because he does IT. So he was support staff. So they took all the developers and the software engineers And so within five minutes of that conversation, I had made this plan. Like I went in a whirlwind and okay, I'm going to do da, 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 and you can work with me and da, 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 we're going to make all this money. And he was like, Megan, I haven't even been into my meeting. Like, take a deep breath. We're going to be fine. And about an hour later, he called and he was like, yep, I don't have a job. They gave me 30 days and a really crappy severance was like two weeks of a severance pay. So that meant we had until the end of March with him working. And I was like, we are not sinking. Like we will take your severance, but I want that to be bonus, you know, going into our savings. Like I don't want to depend on that. And so something unleashed in me. I think it was like this, like this is real, you know, like this is no longer like I'm going to get clients because I enjoy working, but like, you know, in four weeks, we don't have another income. And so I just like went wild and I, you know, was just contacting people. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. People were contacting me and I would like to point out here, I forget where I heard this, but the things that we do today, we see the effect of them a few months down the road. And that's what happened to me in March. People that I hadn't talked to in three, six months are reaching out like, hey, are you still doing ads? Hey, are you still doing ads? And I just started booking clients left and right. I decided, you know, I'd heard about the VIP days from the training you did at the beginning of January. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to sell some VIP days. And so I just literally sat down, wrote out what that looked like because someone randomly reached out to me, made up a package for a VIP day, and I went and presented it. I was nervous as I don't know what, but I presented it as if I had done a hundred of them. And she booked a VIP day with me. And then shortly after that, like a week later, someone else booked a VIP day with me. And I literally, when that payment hit my account, I just started weeping because I'd made $4,500 in February and she sent me over the edge to 
over 10,000. And that was a goal that had always been in my mind since I'd started with you two years ago. But I just, you know, hadn't really felt the, I guess this is the best way to explain it, like something like a power unleashed within me. And I just went for my goals and knocked them out of the park. Yeah. I think that I've seen this happen with a lot of people and I can totally attest to it in my business is when we get comfortable, sometimes we don't make progress because we're comfortable where we are. And the next step is scary because we don't know what comes with that. And so we just sit where we are and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's not, but once things got uncomfortable for your family, then you had everything you needed in this business to have it hit the goals that you needed to provide for your family. But it took that push in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this a lot in the marketing minutes about like, I'm asking you to do marketing minutes for 30 days, the marketing minute challenge that we have inside serve scale store. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to have like all these clients flooding to you within 30 days. It's about the compact effect that you'll see happen at about 45 day mark, 60 day mark. And because you'd already done the work leading up to this, everything started coming together. You saw the fruits of your labor. And one other thing is you sprung into action and you had this business to be able to do that because like you had everything you needed to hit $10,000 before now. It was just that you needed that push to take it to that level. And when your family, that security was going away, you found the push, the desire to make it happen. And that's why things just started coming into play because you were ready for that. And so I'm super excited for you, Megan. One thing I want to talk about is the VIP day. And so many people come to me and they're like, oh, Brandy, I need to invest in a course. I need to invest in a course to be able to do VIP days. And I'm a firm believer that you don't. There's a lot of things you don't need a course for. And there's some things you do. VIP days is not one because we have everything we need because we are service providers to turn it into a, you know, a few hour, a half day session with people. And we do have resources inside SurfScale Store on how to do an intensive, which is pretty much just a VIP day. But like with these, you make it up as you go because you know, and the more of them you do, like you get better at them. And so... I love that you just took action and you took this idea and then you ran with it and you presented it like you've done a thousand of them. And there's so much power in that because as service providers, we know what the heck we're doing. We just have to repackage it. So what are some tips for people who are like, okay, I want to do VIP days. I get it now. I don't need to invest in a program. So what are some things that you just like ran with? What made this successful for you? So really... I just looked at my package that I offer in one month and I did it in one day. Like, I know that sounds really simple, but that's really what I did. You know, I think it took some like thinking through, like I knew how I worked. Like I knew, you know, since I do Facebook ads, that the research at the beginning is the hard part and getting the business manager set up and getting, you know, the pixel on the website or the domain verified, all that stuff. And so I just sat down and kind of wrote that out, made some guides for my clients and sent it over. And like, this is the stuff that you have to have done. And I literally just, you know, got on the call with him in the morning and walked through like, this is our strategy. This is what we're doing. These are the ads I'm creating. And I just sat down and I did it. And so I think my biggest tip is to literally look at your package and figure out how to do it in one day. 
my other big suggestion, the first one I did, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like I'm thinking, okay, surely eight hours is enough to like do all of this. It was not. And I don't think you should spread it out a lot. But what I did with the next one was I said, okay, we're going to do our strategy call three days before or a week before, whatever worked out for the client and I. And so we talked for an hour and made sure we were on the same page. And I did the research for her before the day started. So that when the day started, I literally was just doing the work. So I think allowing yourself to do what works for you. Like there is no template like this worked for me. So it has to work for you. Like you get to make it what you want it to be. And as far as the client goes, like you're delivering that in one day to them. But if you want to set yourself up and do two days of work before, so you're not as stressed on the day of like, who says you can't do that? You get to do your own thing. So I would just say giving yourself the freedom to do what feels good for you and literally just doing your package in one day. I love that. And I love doing the strategy call a few days before. I think that's so smart. And one thing that you can also do is take one thing that you do for clients and turn it into a one day thing. So if you do something like maybe web design that takes you like four weeks, can we do like one thing of that web design? Or Mm -hmm. I know with my Facebook ads, I always do the strategy. I like the strategy call. I have them fill out a very detailed intake form. We do the full strategy mapping on the call. And then I've already done their audience mining for them. I've done some of the backend stuff for them already. And then I showed them how to set up one campaign and draft it in there and then give them the steps to do the rest on their own and then have them check in with me at the 30 day mark. And we do like a quick 30 minute offboarding. So I love that you do that. I've also done ones that are really cool where they like set up your whole air table for you, but it's Mm -hmm. not like everything in your business. It's we're going to focus on the operations department or we're going to focus on this one area and we're going to do that in a day. And if you want to set up another VIP day, we can do another one and focus on this other area. So you can also take like the bigger picture and make it into smaller pieces. Right. I think we have a tendency to want to over deliver because <laughs> yes. we want to serve well. And that's not a bad thing, but at the same time, like it's kind of unrealistic to do all the things. Right. And in my opinion as well is I don't want to do a VIP day or an intensive for one-off projects. That's great for sometimes, but my whole goal of for these is because they're not ready to commit to working with me for three months at a time. So I'm going to over deliver until they're like, holy cow, what she does is so valuable. There's no way I want to do this. And what usually happens when I do these, like at least 80% of the time is I give them so much information. I'm not holding anything back where they leave and they're like, there's no way my team can do this by ourselves. Like we need to bring on someone because a lot of times clients don't realize what all we do as service providers. And I think a VIP day is an amazing way to show them. So then that turns into a retainer because the last thing I want to do is always be searching out for new clients for VIP days. I want retainer clients. And I love the way my husband always describes of intensive or a VIP day as a paid discovery call. 
And yes. it's so true because it's such uh-huh. a paid discovery call because someone just paid me two, $3,000 to then turn around and decide that they want to work with me on a retainer basis. And they, I don't give discounts. Like they don't get credit towards the retainer. That was the work that they paid for. They got that. Now let's set up a retainer package and you can pay my monthly rates. And so for me, I'm all about how can we work smarter, not harder. Right. And so with that, do a paid discovery call. <laughs> as my husband calls them and then get them on retainer. It's so much easier to keep clients than always be looking for new ones. Yep. I think that's so true. Like my first VIP day, I trained them at the end, like, okay, here's how you run your ads. Here's how you do this. And she, it was her and her assistant and their eyes were huge. They were just staring at me on zoom. And I was like, all right. And she was like, can you do this for us? <laughs> and she turned into a retainer client for that reason, because it's, they're like, we didn't know it was so much. They literally said that. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yes. And so I agree. Like it is a great way to turn them into retainer clients. And then it's great for us because we've done all the upfront work, right? Like the onboarding part, I think for me is the hardest. It just take it's so time intensive and we've already done that with them. So it's a great way to get people into your retainers. I love this. Megan, this has been so good. We do have some rapid fire, but I want to know what is next for you in your business? Well, Matt, my husband is working with me and he's got some really cool things coming up. He's taking a course on how to, I don't even know, I'll have to get back to you, but basically to use, look at sales funnels for clients and do lots of analytics for them where everything's coming from and where they can make money. It really helps businesses make decisions on like solid decisions using all of their analytics from everything that they have. So we're about to add that into 2M Social and I'm really excited to work with my husband. We work well together and so thankful that this business has allowed me to do that, that I've created something that I can just say, great, you can come work with me and we're going to make this work. So that's what is next. I'm very excited about it. I love that. I love that. I love analytics. So I think this is a great service. Okay. So let's jump into rapid fire. What is your favorite part of your business? I love the flexibility. I have three little kids and it's great to be like, oh no, someone's sick. I can stay home or, oh no, like, you know, I don't want my work now. I guess not an oh no, but I can just take you to the park. I can, you know, I can stop work kind of whenever I want. I just love that flexibility. I love it. Okay. Best piece of business advice you've ever received. Doing something, even if you're scared and it's not perfect. I tend to try to perfect everything, but sometimes you just got to do it like the VIP day. Have you done your Enneagram? Are you an Enneagram one? No, I'm not. Are you a three? No. What Keep are guessing. you? <laughs> an eight. I'm an eight. I'm an, an eight, eight as well. I'm seven. Are you? Yep. But I think, I don't know the wings, but I think, yeah, pro- I don't know. I don't know the wings, but I'm an eight (laughs) through Mm -hmm. and through solid eight. Um, Okay. So what does success mean to you? I think success for me looks like having a really well-balanced family work life and financial freedom. Like we want to pay off all of our debt. And then my big, big goal, this is like my big thing is I want to take my kids to Disney world not holding back anything. Like I want to stay in the best place we can. And if they want the $50 princess wand and then the $25 slushy, like I'm going to say yes to everything. So I want to go on an all yes Disney World vacation. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that. And they are amazing. One, princess wands are not that expensive. You can okay, get a good. bubble wand for like 15 bucks. 
Slushies uh, are not that expensive. <laughs> so here's the great thing about Disney for anyone who's like, I want to do this. Once you get into the park, besides like the plush toys and stuff like that, like food and stuff inside the park is actually not that expensive compared to other ones. And you can take food inside, which is nice because my child eats 24 seven, but staying at a resort, especially a deluxe resort is the most spendy thing. And then your tickets inside the park, but you know, like that is an amazing goal. I love the all yes vacation. Everyone who listens knows I love some Disney. And so that all yes vacation, I just love that. And Megan, please let me know when you go on that. And then also let me help you plan. Yes, please. (laughs) Take all the help I can get. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Please tell my listeners where they can connect with you more. So I love Facebook. I'm on Facebook. You can find me at 2M Social. I'm also on Instagram, 2M underscore social, but find me there. I'd love to connect with you guys. And Brandy, thank you for the community that you created and just your encouragement. I've really enjoyed being in your world for a couple of years. Ah, thank you so much, my friend. Y'all, Megan just like mic drop. Holy cow, the things that can happen when we have our backs against the wall and how we already have everything we need to have the success that we want. But sometimes it takes something happening for us to really, really get out of our comfort zone and leap for that next goal. And Megan totally showed us how it's 100% possible. She also showed us how that may look like an overnight success, but her journey was longer than some people's journey or it was shorter than some people's. And that's what the magic is behind this journey. It is your journey. It's going to look different for everyone. We talked about money mindset, how working harder does not mean making more. We also talked about how you have everything you need to turn your services into a one-day VIP. You don't need any extra resources. You already have everything you need inside of you. And how what you do today will start to show up 45, 60 days from now. So just because you're not seeing the fruits now doesn't mean that they're not coming. I hope you took so much away from this episode. Reach out to Megan. We've linked up her resources. Let her know what you really took away from this episode. That's always the best gift you can give someone is letting them know how they've impacted your day, your week, your life. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.